0: Today's scripture reading is from Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3. The Lord had said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Verse 3. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. Thank you. Thank you, Ethan, and good morning, everyone, Pastor Sharon here. It is good to see faces. It is good to know that there are people gathering with with us online and knowing God meets us in this place and his word is alive. And so I invite you to pray with me as we begin this morning. Oh, Lord, thank you for the ways you continuously bless us and the ways that we can see you at work You have done great things, God. And so now as we look at this scripture passage, together we think about what our calling is. May your Holy Spirit take what is spoken and what is heard and apply it to hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. So I don't know if you noticed in that um, passage of scripture, there was a word that we often use called bless. We use it all the time in the church and in our uh, culture, and a click-click. I'm hoping that that goes away. I apologize there, folks. The word bless. You know, you think when you sneeze, what do you all say? God bless you, or bless you, right? We often sign off on a a letter or an email. We just say blessings, and, and if we're really religious, you know, God bless you. We use the term a lot. And even on this Memorial Day, on a day when we remember those who have died, we talk about, God bless their memory. We might sing the song, God bless America. But what does the term, the word bless, really mean? It's used in a lot of different ways. And if we believe, as, as followers of Jesus, God is the initiator of blessing. Are there new ways for us to think about what it means to bless others or to be blessed ourselves? You know, we've been in this sermon series called Renovate, Made New Again. And together we've looked at scriptures that have talked about a new perspective, a new heart, a new way of looking at community. And whether you're connecting online or here in person, we remember we're a community who chooses to. To call on the name of Jesus. And as Pastor Mark said earlier, we're actually in the middle or getting ready for a real renovation in our lower level. And so we're going to see what it's like physically to go through a renovation. I just think of the physical realities of that if you've ever done it in your home too. Renovation is messy, it is a mess and it always takes longer than we'd like and it impacts everyone in the community if you're in your household if you've done it in your home and not everyone sees things in the same way that's true here in the church too we have different ways of understanding renovation but there is a master plan there is a goal in mind and sometimes renovations can get off course or get stuck if we lose sight of that master plan. So our text today, in this time, is going to be talking about the whole idea of renewed mission. And Ethan read for us out of Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. And if you have a Bible, either digitally or um, a print version, open up to the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 12. Because you see, in this text, we see God's, a pivotal master plan of God. His purpose always was to bless the world. And for every person he created and every part of his creation, he desired for it to flourish, to be blessed. That was his mission, to bring all people, all creation, everything he had made back into joyful connection with him. That's God's mission, to bring us to him. And so the question we ask today is, is if God's mission is to bless the world, what is our part in it? Are there new ways, renovated ways, for us to consider the work of God, the mission of God? So I want to look at this passage in just three ways this morning the renewed mission of blessing its on, ongoing in our lives first of all just talking about the nature of blessing then the purpose of blessing and then what are the possibilities of blessing as we're called to it let me just give you a little bit of background to this text in Ch- Genesis chapter 12 it's often called a hinge passage it's a transition in the book of Genesis. Some commentators would even say it's a, such a dramatic shift in this passage of Scripture. It's almost like the shift from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Because in this place, we're seeing that God is moving from an overall view of humankind to a more particularized view, to a group of people. Genesis 1 through 11, you see this um, story of rebellion and rescue, and God is at work always, but it's a whole group of people that He's He's reaching out to. And now the story moves from this big picture of humankind to a particular group, Israel. Walter Brueggemann, a, a theologian, says it's kind of like a shift between the history of the curse and the history of blessing. And so you see it there in in verse 1 of this passage. Let me just read it again. The Lord had said to Abram, he still was Abram at this time, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. It begins with a call. God called Abram to leave the familiar, to leave his country, to leave his group of people, to leave even family members. And many of you have had that call on your life before. You've had to leave. And go somewhere and start something new. And God says, I'm going to show you something new. A new land and a new way of relating to me. And the call to Abram is not just about going, but it's about promising. Because that whole call is immersed in promise. God's promise. Five times God says directly, first person statements to Abram. He says this. I will. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. You see, this is the nature of blessing. That it's covenant language. Covenant it, Covenant just means, you know, we have it in our name, kind of like Covenant. A covenant is an agreement between two people and in the scriptures covenant is always initiated by God and so the covenant here is saying God God says I will an unconditional promise of blessing to Abram not based on what he was going to do his accomplishments his achievements yes it was worked out when Abram said I'll go I'll, I'll do what you call me to do but the promise that i will part was all on god because god backs up his call with his promises you know the word bless in this passage the hebrew word and let's see if i can do it without messing it up you know how you practice these words ahead of time and then it's like oh so if you know hebrew my apologies to all of you barach has like a really Guttural sound at the end of it, if you were really saying it in Hebrew. Barak. And it comes from a root word that means to kneel. A Hebrew word, to kneel down. And in the form we see it here in Genesis 12, it means to show respect. It's like providing a gift to somebody else while kneeling or bending toward them. Bless. To bless is to give or do something of value for somebody else. And it sense, God is saying, I respect you. I kneel and offer you this gift, Abram, by providing for your needs. And then we, and Abram too, we bless God in the same way, by bowing our knee, by offering respect, obedience, and praise. That's the nature of blessing. You see, we have... Um, received blessing and then it comes back and from god and then it comes back and we pour it out to others blessings are not our right it's an unearned gift from god and if you were to read the whole unfolding story of abraham in the scripture we would recognize that these blessings are unfolding he's given a place in a new land security prosperity national identity in ancient Israel. And of course, he's given a name. The promise was, I will make your name great. Think of the ways the name of Abraham is used today. The three major religions of the world all honor this man, Abraham. Jews, Christians, Muslims. His name was made great. You know, God continues to be this initiator of blessing I remember an old song I learned when I was a kid, and those of you who are my age or older might remember it. It was, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. And see if I can use this instead. Now I'm going to have to do two things. Okay. Um, one of my blessings is a great tech team who's here to support me. Huh. Have you ever considered, though, the ways that God blesses you, naming them one by one? I'll switch to this one. Think of the beauty of his creation. We sang about it this morning. I see your face in every sunrise. The beauty of our life itself, the breath we have to even enjoy this day, the beauty and wonder of relationships, all blessing. All gift of unspeakable value. And we often take it for granted. But God says, I will bless you. That is the nature of blessing. But, you know, blessing is not just about our own personal well-being. Because blessing has a purpose. Even for Abram, God wasn't just concerned about his well-being. He wanted something else to come. Not just to one person. One family, one nation. But you see it there in verse 2. You will be a blessing. It sounds like a passive kind of thing, but in some ways it's very powerful because God is promising this. You will be a blessing. And then at the end of verse 3 it says it this way. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. You see, the purpose of blessing is really to give it away. The statement of promise, in sense, is also a commissioning. We're called to do something. We're called to care about it. We have a mandate to live out blessing for others. That was true for Abram and his, the nation that came from him, Israel, is that they were blessed to be a blessing. Blessed not just to hold on to it for themselves, but to be a blessing to others. And it was always God's purpose For Israel to be a light for the world, a visible reminder to everyone else who would look at them, what it looks like to enjoy life with God. In fact, this very phrase, all people will be blessed through you, it's repeated seven times throughout the scriptures. It was told to Abram's son Isaac, and then to Jacob, and later Peter and Paul bring it up in the New Testament as well. This is God's mission. This is the way he wants to bless all through God. His way of blessing people. uh, Peter writes it, or Paul writes it in Galatians as well, where he says this, Galatians 3, 8 and 9. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles, that's anyone who's not a Jew of Jewish race, all people on earth, by faith, and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. Abraham, all nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed, along with Abraham, the man of faith. This is the gospel, it says here in Galatians. The gospel given in advance to Abraham and now received by us. You see, God had a plan. A blessing that was much bigger than just Abram. A new page in this big plan that he was going to extend to every person on earth. Blessings aren't exclusive to Abraham, and they aren't to us today. God's plan is to bless all people through those who receive his blessings. And we as the church have to pay attention to this. You know, when God says, I'm going to bless Abraham, he wasn't saying, I don't have any concern for any other nation on earth or any other group of people. No, his blessing continued God's call and God's promise to Abraham was this gospel beforehand, as it said in Galatians. We see it revealed in Israel. We see it revealed throughout the rest of the uh, prophets, the covenants. And of course, we see it most fully realized in Jesus Christ. Because as God's promise said, I will bless all peoples through you, through the line of Abraham. Christ himself, the promised Messiah, comes, and all are blessed through him. So that's the call for Abram and for ancient Israel. And it is the call for us, all of us who are gathered in the name of Jesus. We're called to a wider mission than just our own blessings, our self-preservation, like, oh, God is so good to me. We're not allowed to claim this exclusive hold on God's concern because God's mission is to create a conduit, a way for blessing to go forward, to reach all creation, all humanity, and we as a church follow in that call of Abram to be the conduit of blessing. You know that some have said it this way. Blessings are not meant to flow Excuse me, here we go, back one. Blessings are not meant to simply flow into us, but rather to flow through us. Blessings, what have you received? Flowed into your life, into your being. It's not meant to stay there. It's meant to flow right on through you to somebody else. Somebody else that God loves as much as he loves you. That's the purpose of blessing. It's not just for us. It's for all. And then we move to this renewed mission of blessing and talk about the possibilities. So what does that mean for us? What could be? What new things might happen? And a mission, our mission, at Pine Lake Covenant Church, your mission as a follower of Jesus. God's mission has always been what we might call a blessing strategy. I sometimes hate, used to hate that word strategy because it all sounded so formal and everything, but God has a strategy in mind. He wants the whole world to know that they can be receive gifts from him. It's his purpose, and it's full of possibilities. Last week, Pastor Mark preached on our identity as a renewed community. He reminded us that we are a community of love, and unity were living stones, were priests. And he asked two questions. One was key questions that he says he always uses with youth, and I love this Who am I? And what is my purpose? And here's the thing we can take a bit of a warning from Israel's legacy because I think they were able to answer that first question pretty well Who are we? We are God's chosen people. We are set apart by God. God's favor rests on us. Ah, yes, that was who they were. But they too often forgot the answer to the second question. What is my purpose? They were chosen to be a conduit of God's blessing, to bless the world. Now here's the thing, friends. You who are gathered online are seated here. If we call in the name of Jesus, that is our purpose as well. And I think too many times we too exclusively point to our own specialness in the economy of God. We tend to think about us and them. Us, we've heard from God, we've received his blessings, and they're still far from God. Yes, they might, um, just, they might see blessings from God, but we tend to often think about those on the inside and those on the outside. And I think we need to keep it before us always, this purpose of blessing, that we don't exist for our own comfort, for our own blessing, but we exist for the sake of others. You know, William Temple, who was an Anglican leader in the early 20th century, also active, active in the church, active in ecumenical movements, but also active in educational and labor reform. He said this, and it's been quoted in various ways over the years. The church exists primarily for the sake of those who are still outside it. He even, Some even said the church is really the only organization that doesn't exist for the people here, but the, for those who are not yet here. I don't know if you thought of that as you came to worship online or in space. This church isn't for you. Oh, wow. It's not for us. The church exists for those who are not yet here. That is the purpose of the church. And we need a renovation of that mission. To engage in what God has called always called us to do. Way back with Abram and now with us today in 2021. We must renew our commitment to this mission of God, and I think it's especially so at this pivotal time in the life of Pine Lake Covenant Church. We are coming out of a pandemic where everything was up to up for grabs, right? And we're seeing some possibilities of new things. Are we thinking of possibilities for blessing? Are we just thinking of ourselves? We even think of uh, looking ahead to a new lead pastor coming. Are we thart- starting to think not what will this pastor do for me, but how will a pastor and the pastoral team help me to be a blessing in the world God's called me to? Now, I want to get really practical here because just like the word bless can be just like a religious catchphrase, bless you, God bless you, it can get, um, we need to get practical about it. We want to pull our eyes and focus in a new way to think about what it means to bless. And actually, this has been something we've talked about here at Pine Lake Covenant again, but I'm going to bring it back to your attention today. And that is the whole idea of this BLESS initiative. Because the word BLESS can be used in this acronym that has been helpful, that we are intentionally about the mission of God in the world. B, begin with prayer. Ask God to bring to your mind people in your realm who you might be called to speak to and to bless. God, who are those particular people you want me to keep on my prayer list that I might be aware and attentive to what you're doing? And then L, listen. Listen with care. This is a gift every time. Because we don't always have to speak. We just listen. We ask questions. We hear struggles. We hear hopes. We hear concerns. We listen with care. And E is eat together. I love that Pastor Nancy reminded us of that in the Cairo's Kids moment. That having a picnic with someone, meeting someone for coffee, sharing meals across a table, are part of the way we bless others and share common humanity. It means investing with people. It takes time. It takes effort. But it's worth it because meals and food together build relationships. S is serve in love. You know, if you've done the other things, prayed and listened and maybe had a meal, you get to know what people need after you've spent time with them. And they'll let you know what it looks like. To really love them. To meet them where they're at. Whether it's a student you go to school with or a neighbor you walk with or somebody you work alongside. Serve in love. And then the last one. After all of this, and when the time seems right, you share your story. You share your story about how God has blessed you, how you have experienced new life in Jesus Christ. And that becomes... a great witness of blessing. B-L-E-S-S. Begin with prayer, listen with care, eat together, serve with love, and share your story. Now today, I want you only to start with the first one. Begin with prayer. Because this is not our mission after all. It's the mission of God. And the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to activate what we do in obedience. So I'm going to encourage you to take a minute to take, to even you can do it now if you have it on your phone or write this down. P- put it down in paper. This is a virtual prayer card, and you can go to covchurch.org slash bless 2021. Okay, so I, you either have to write it down here, the they're sitting here because I can see you. I don't know about the people who are listening online, but I can see you. So if you would either write that down and go home later and check that out, because you will find there a card where you're going to be able to consider one to five people that you're going to commit to pray for. People that you're going to intentionally begin to bless, that they would know Jesus and the life in him. And if you fill out that online card, you're going to get a reminder. I did it this week, and I got a reminder back, and it gave me some suggestions of how to pray. I had a name in there, and it just said, pray for, hmm, that he, that they might be aware of the goodness of God. So you're going to get some prompts to encourage you to pray. And what if every single person who's hearing me now who calls on the name of Jesus and who knows what it is to be blessed by God would commit to praying for one to five people for the next many months and then see what God does. Because as we heard before, the church exists for those who are not yet here. So we can start by praying. Pray. Begin with prayer. Pray. Prayer awakens our hearts to the work of God. Prayer reminds us that it isn't our efforts that are going to win people to Christ. It is the Spirit. But He's invited us. Spirit has invited us to be part of it. And what a great possibility of blessing. I would love to hear your stories of blessing in in this venture. As you begin to pray, what is God doing? This is not... It's not meant to be a guilt trap. We we don't have to be guilted into following Jesus. We say, I've received a blessing. Now I'm gonna be a conduit of blessing. And through that other people will come to understand that there is a God who loves them. You know, this is the mission mandate of the church. Yes, it doesn't, you know, we think of John 3.16, which is a powerful verse, or Matthew 28, which talks about going out to the world. But Genesis 12, 2 and 3, are the mission mandate for the church. That God says, I'm going to bless you. I will bless you because all peoples on the earth, your neighbor, your schoolmate, your nephew, your work, your colleague, I want to bless them as well. As we conclude this series on Renovate, a renovation made new again, I want to invite you into prayer. Because I want us to pray for ourselves first of all, and then just have a bit of a pause so if there's one person that came to your mind that you're going to add to that virtual prayer card, you can pray for them. At least bring their, the picture of them into your mind. As we consider God's renewed mission of blessing the world. Let's pray together. Oh Lord, we, we begin first by counting our blessings. And we did that today in worship and word. We remember how good you are. How great you are. How every blessing we've received is undeserved. So we thank you for that. And we pray that you would make us new again in the inner parts of our being so that we would have a new way of seeing these blessings as a mission. That you blessed us so that we can be a blessing. And wherever you are as you listen to this today, consider those people that God has put in your life in order that they might know the blessings of God. Bring their face, their name to mind. And let's just pause for a moment and you just pray silently for that person that God would show you ways to extend his blessing. This is the good news for us. We have a love from Christ that never changes. And so as you go today, receive this blessing. You have been blessed by God. Now, go out into the world and be a blessing to others. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.